Hi, it's Mark Raven here. If you like my podcast, you might be interested in my books. Uh, my first book, Lean Hospitals. My second book, Healthcare Kaizen, co-authored with Joe Schwartz. Practicing Lean, an anthology of stories from a number of authors. And my most recent book, Measures of Success. To learn more and to buy through Amazon, you can uh, support this podcast by going to leanblog.org slash Amazon. Hi, this is Mark Rabin. I'm really honored that the 32nd Annual Shingo Conference has invited me to teach a half-day workshop on topics from my most recent book, Measures of Success, React Less, Lead Better, Improve More. The conference is April 16th and 17th in Orlando. My workshop will be Friday morning the 17th. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to leanblog.org slash Shingo 2020. Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Raven. This is episode number 75 of the Lean Blog Podcast for October 5th, 2009. Our guest today is Peter T. Ward, a professor at Ohio State University's Fisher College of Business, and he's also the chair of the Department of Management Sciences. He's a leading expert in lean management, and he's president of the Lean Education Academic Network, or LEAN. So in the podcast today, we're going to be talking about uh, formal lean education that's taking place in university settings and about Professor Ward's efforts to help um, standardize and share best practices in lean education. So as always, thanks for listening. Well, Peter, I'd like to thank you for taking some time out and joining us here today on the Lean Blog Podcast. Hey, Mark, it's just great to be here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, so I thought we could start, uh, have you introduce yourself uh, for the listeners, uh, talk about your background, and maybe more specifically, how you got involved with Lean. Sure. I am a professor at Ohio State. I'm the, I hold the Ross Chair in, in Management at, at Ohio State. I'm also the Chair of the Department of Management Sciences. So in terms of the um, uh, you know titles and what have you, I guess that's enough. Uh, my interest in Lean uh, really dates back to my uh, days before I was a professor, when I was uh, working for, uh, for companies as a, as a manufacturing engineer and a manufacturing engineering manager. Back in the uh, in the early '80s, where um, I was trying to figure this stuff out and reading books and, and trying to uh, make sense of uh, of what eventually became known as Lean, um, with not a lot of success, and um, uh, you know that and other things drove me to uh, to get a PhD and and uh, become a professor and, and uh, uh, develop a research interest in sort of how you use operations uh, to uh, uh, improve performance, and uh, my early experiences with what we call JIT uh, always influenced my thinking, and, and that became uh, about 12, 13 years ago. That became uh, uh, a bit more of um, an issue for me, uh, as uh, I worked with companies uh, at Ohio State through our uh, Center for Operational Excellence, uh, who were struggling with uh, lean concepts, and it, it finally occurred to me that I really want to learn a little bit more about this and, and get uh, uh, more serious about my pursuit of lean, and, and, um, and I did that. I, I had a, a number of just great mentors who, uh, who helped me out on that, and, and uh, uh, over the years I've learned, and as I've learned, I've tried to incorporate uh, 
my learning into our curriculum, and that's that's sort of where um, where I am with this at this point. So, how has the curriculum evolved uh, during your time at Ohio State in terms of teaching lean um, as, as as coursework or integrating that into uh, different programs that you have there at the university? Yeah, well, you know, we started with a we started with an elective course in the MBA program, and I was. Uh, I had the opportunity to uh, to work with uh, Ford's group, uh, their uh, a group of of, um, of people um, that outsiders that Ford invited in to uh, to work with their suppliers in uh, uh, kind of a lean uh, uh, network, and uh, that was made up of, of executives from supplier companies and also uh, some consultants, and and it was just a, a great group of lean thinkers. And as we got to know each other in working through this, uh, working with this group, uh, they constantly challenged me uh, about the rework that they uh, they had that I they claimed I produced. Hmm. You know, the, my, my my students didn't know anything about uh, about lean, and they had to teach them. And why can't we do something about that? Why can't we get rid of this rework? Yeah. And you know, my answer to them was, well, help me make a course, and we'll and we'll do that. And that was sort of the beginning of it. And uh, so again, with with a lot of great help from uh, from people at Ford and people at Ford suppliers and, and, and some consultants, including John Shook. John Shook was a big help in, in uh, getting this going because he had done some academic work at the uh, University of Michigan. Um, and, uh, you know, we got this elective going, and uh, it was popular right from the start. So, uh, you know, the, the, the students loved it. Um, we put them in uh, internships in the summer, but we, we aimed it at first-year MBAs, so they had a uh, internship opportunity in the summer, and we tried to get them placed in, in companies that would allow them to, to take their, their very uh, rudimentary skills and uh, and great enthusiasm and bring it to a company and, and go and work on it uh, and develop those skills skills further. And um, what what happened is we had a popular course, and we said, well, what are we going to do with it? And what I started doing was um, encouraging my colleagues to take some of the material that we taught in the uh, in the elective course and put it into the core course so that everybody in the uh, uh, MBA program would have to take uh, you know certain uh, learn you know certain concepts mm-hmm. um, so uh, we it's still true that every uh, every student in Fisher College uh, will have uh, at least Owned uh, learning to see uh, for a period of time. You know they all uh, they they all buy the book and they learn uh, the the rudiments of dice mapping and with, uh, uh, with with some exercises and 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 what have you. And, and they learn that in that in that core course. Okay, so we pushed again some of the, 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 the some of the tools uh, that were applicable uh, into um, our core course, and that allowed us more time to uh, go in more depth and more. Uh, do more uh, uh, trips to Gemba uh, in the elective course, and again, it just the course is you know remains. We've been doing it for about 12 years now, and the course remains uh, very popular as an elective, and has allowed us to, to sort of expand our offering. So that we we started uh, a few years later, we started offering. Uh, uh, Six Sigma, and then we got into uh, very involved in projects, uh, uh, Lean Sigma kinds of projects and companies where we put teams of MBA students into uh, 
uh, into companies and, and they work on, on projects uh, and the, with the idea being that we'll, uh, you know, the, the operational excellence is really about uh, going to the place, going to Gemba, mm -hmm. and uh, to the extent possible, we wanted to figure out all the ways we could to get our students to Gemba and to give them that, that, that reinforcement of the, um, you know, how the tools work and sort of uh, uh, how the thinking works. You know, and that, that was, it was just so necessary to get some hands-on. So we built more yeah. hands-on into our program. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a, a continuing journey. Uh, along the way, we, um, we did sort of, the, we replicated uh, in our undergraduate program uh, what we had done in the uh, MBA program so that we offered courses in, in uh, Lean and, and, uh, and Six Sigma and project opportunities in our undergraduate program as well. And we also have, uh, you know, all of our undergraduate students also buy learning to see and, and learn to die street map in the, in the uh, uh, core operations class. So they're all exposed to that. And this is great. You know, it helps, uh, uh, really helps our students when they go on, on a job interview and, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and uh, at least talk to talk. Um, and I, it, I think employers are, are willing to bet that these kids will also learn to walk the walk the talk if, uh, if they give them an opportunity. So I think it gives our, our, our kids an, an edge in the uh, job marketplace, and that's, uh, so that's been, been very gratifying. Yeah. So we, you know, we've worked on, on both our uh, uh, MBA program and our undergraduate program. We even have, uh, I've had several students uh, with uh, write dissertations on lean-related topics, and, and so we're creating a, a little bit of a professor uh, per, professorate out there uh, that uh, so they, these these people go to uh, other schools and become professors and, and uh, uh, bring a lean course with them. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're starting to uh, to propagate uh, that way. And then finally, you know, we uh, just last December we launched our uh, master's in business operational excellence uh, master's degree, and that's a one year degree program aimed at uh, at working professionals at, at practicing managers really. Um, and in that, we really strive to uh, create thought leaders in operational excellence with lots and lots of, uh, of uh, practical exercise. Uh, the students work on a project. Uh, the project is, are, are, are designed uh, to be of strategic importance to their, to their company. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a, uh, the, the recompense to the company for, for sending the student and supporting them in, in, their, in their efforts is that the the project ought to more than more than pay off uh, and, uh, in terms of uh, the tuition and, and lost time that the, the student gets uh, from attending the program. So that has been, uh, and we're about halfway through our first year with that. We have a pilot pilot class. Uh, we're delighted with uh, the, the progress that's being made on, on projects, the student learning, the enthusiasm. So we're really uh, really optimistic that this is going to be. Uh, a great program for us uh, in years to come. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm curious before um, maybe talk about the master's program a little bit. One one thing I'm curious about hearing you talk about um, the role of uh, you know the, the companies that help influence the program in an academic setting. How how do you view customer uh, student as well as uh, you know the industry future employers? How how do you view or take into account um, those, those different stakeholder perspectives. Yeah, we sure have a you know a complicated model in terms of, of, of the stakeholders, and, and uh, you know I always look at it as, uh, that students are customers when it comes to um, 
uh, you know, getting their uh, they're getting their parking pass and uh, dorm assignments and, and what have you. Uh, but they're co-producers when it comes to the educational process. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not customers. Um, I do think of of uh, our companies as as customers for our, our product, and certainly our companies think about that uh, in that way. Um, so it is, uh, you know, kind of a complicated customer relationship, but nonetheless, it's uh, it's an important one. It's important for us to to understand it. And you know, one of the things that I've tried to do in, in uh, my role as a, as a leader in my department is to um, take the uh, the voice of that customer, take the, the voice of, of our, our uh, companies um, into uh, uh, consideration as we design our our uh, curriculum. Mm-hmm. And our Center for Operational Excellence is uh, we currently have 28 companies who are, are members of that. And each of these companies has a has a board member, uh, typically vice president of operations. And they, uh, you know, I ask these people a lot uh, about our curriculum. And uh, you know, matter of fact, right now I'm scheduling with one of our our, our board members scheduling a uh, uh, a meeting between some of the, the key leaders in our our curriculum development and various programs, and the uh, uh, HR development uh, uh, and operations people. Um, from his company uh, to, to just kind of talk about our curriculum and, and uh, where they think it falls short and where they think it's great and just sort of a, a, a process of, of identifying um, where uh, we might improve it. And I think that's just uh, absolutely necessary. I mean, you know, of course, we think about this from a, from a lean perspective. You know, we always think about the customer first. Mm-hmm. And I think in lean education, it's got to be the same way. we we got to think about that customer first. And... Uh, and of course, the, the you know the student isn't left out of this process either. And, uh, but you know, the student has, has uh, particularly graduate students, you know, have have a lot of voice already. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, we, we and we certainly don't ignore them. But I think that it's much more it's much easier uh, to leave the uh, leave the companies out. And uh, so I always try to uh, you know be especially careful uh, to reflect their thinking and their needs as we uh, you know change our curriculum. Yeah. And with the students from the master's program, what is uh, is there a typical profile of the, the background or experience level of who's coming into the program? Yeah, we, we you know we purposely again this is our, our our first year of the program, and we purposely went for um, uh, you know a fairly diverse uh, set of experiences because we just wanted to see how it how it uh, worked out. So we we went after. Uh, non-manufacturing people, uh, in particular, manufacturing is a sort of an easier audience, you know. Uh, so we went after non-manufacturing people as well. So we wanted to make sure that we had uh, uh, some service folks uh, involved in the uh, in the program. Uh, we wanted, uh, you know, a, a good bit of experience, and we took uh, most of it. I think the, the you know the average uh, experience is probably. Uh, 12 or 13 years of, uh, of experience and uh, work experience mm-hmm. among our students. Uh, variations, uh, uh, you know, fairly great. We have a couple of, of uh, people who are quite young um, and a couple of people who are quite senior. Okay, but nonetheless, that, that uh, experience level is, is generally pretty high. Um, what we're seeing is that all of the, all of the students are doing, doing well. In the uh, in the class, because we kind of handpicked them, and it was uh, um, it, it, you know, there's uh, lots of opportunities for uh, for them to get help because it's such a small program. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of success, but we do see the wisdom of uh, 
you know, requiring experience. And that's sort of one of our learnings is that um, experience is really, uh, uh, you know, pretty critical to uh, uh, being able to succeed in this uh, in this program. Uh, you know, I think the uh, you know we've got we have good experience teaching undergraduates and what have you, but it's the level of understanding that they get is is much different and much different than we expect in in, in this uh, master's program. And if somebody's interested in looking at more information about the program, is there uh, an easy web address or what yeah, there people is. Google search for? Yeah, you yeah. just go. You you could just search for uh, uh, MBOE via uh, uh, Google, and it'll it'll pop up. Mm -hmm. There's also a direct uh, web address. That's uh, Fisher dot dot edu slash mboe, and that'll get you right there. Okay, great. And so there's been a lot of progress um, over you know, the past decade or so at Ohio State. Uh, you've also been involved in uh, more of a, a global network of lean educators. So I was wondering if you could uh, spend some time uh, introducing the listeners to that. Yeah, we've got a, uh, a uh, for about five years now, we have had a, uh, a network uh, we, that we call Lean, L-E-A-N, mm -hmm. uh, Lean Educator Academic Network which consists of about 300 uh, professors around the world uh, who are passionate one way or another about teaching lean concepts in, in academic programs. And that's sort of the restriction we have is that we're not talking about executive ed programs. We're not talking about, uh, you know, continuing ed where we're, we're charging companies money to, to send people. What we're really talking about is how do we teach this stuff in an academic setting. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's one or two hour blocks where we have students in a – in, you know, for 10 or 15 weeks in a, in, a, in a class, you know, how do we how do we teach lean concepts there, which is is different, different and uh, and to some extent difficult. Um, and uh, there's just lots of great materials out there uh, that have been developed in companies, and companies are often very generous about sharing their material and their and their their games and exercises and what have you. Uh, but they they have to be adapted uh, to to work in the classroom. So there's a lot of, uh, we do a lot of, of, of sharing of secrets on, mm -hmm. uh, in this network and trying to, trying to figure that out. And we also talk about how do we, how do we move lean curriculum forward in, a, uh, in an academic setting. It's not always, uh, not always a really uh, uh, receptive place uh, for this stuff. And why, why do you think that is? Well, I think there's just uh, a uh, lots of competition. You know, the the uh, there's lots of thoughts and lots of thinking going around in a uh, in a in a business school or an engineering school or in a uh, university as a whole. Okay, and lots of smart people think uh, who all think their stuff is uh, is number one. Uh, so, in terms of the marketplace of ideas, you know, we have to be good about getting out there and uh, and, and and tell our story. And we're handicapped a little bit by the fact that. Uh, Students come in with a bias that uh, a uh, operations is all about manufacturing, um, and manufacturing is dead in America. Mm. You know, and, I, and I, I don't believe either of those, but that, right. that's certainly the the uh, uh, the belief that, that that many students come in. So we sure. kind of overcome that, and, and we and we talk about that. You know, what are the strategies? Because I'll tell you, you know, our our uh, experience certainly in, in teaching lean is that uh, students love it. You know, they're excited by it. You know, typically we, uh, we give them some hands-on exercises and, and, you know, try to get them. You know, in a missionary role, we try to get them excited. And it typically works. 
you know, so the, the courses are popular once you get them in place. You just got to get them in place and and, uh, uh, and and figure out ways to get students into companies because it's not, you know, this is not a, 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 a classroom art, right? It's something that we got to do and we, we got to do, we have to practice. We, you know, the ice cream maps only make sense if you got a value stream, you know, so we got to get there and, and uh, uh, you know, figure out ways to uh, to make that work, and there's lots of creativity in the in the in the lead network. So the sharing the sharing is is just great. So we meet annually, uh, and uh, we also have a, a website, uh, teachinglean.org, uh, and uh, so there's some sharing that goes on via the uh, website. There's also some uh, you know spirited discussion that goes on and uh, on a listserv uh, where. But where people uh, you know ask questions of their colleagues and and get various answers and and, and what have you. So it's it's really been uh, gratifying to see that, that that organization work well and and uh, and take off. I'd like to see it. Be, I'd like it to, to see it be bigger. I'd like to see it incorporate more disciplines. I'd love to get more of my finance colleagues, um, you know, engaged in lean and thinking about the uh, the advantages of uh, of lean to to uh, top and bottom line. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's uh, you know those are battles that we uh, we we continue to fight. But you know I just I, I just think you got to keep your legs moving and and uh, you know eventually uh, eventually some progress is made. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I appreciate the uh, you know the introduction and the update on the progress that you're making um, both at Ohio State University and uh, the lean uh, the, the academic network. Um, so appreciate you taking some time out. And if if anyone's got questions or um, follow-up or feedback for Peter. I'm sure they can find you also by uh, Googling you, or uh, if you want to leave comments on the blog, I can uh, forward if there's any follow-up questions for Peter um, that way as well. So really appreciate you, um, you know, sharing uh, your story here today. Definitely. It's been a pleasure, Mark. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Bye now. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com. Hi, it's Mark Raven here. If you like my podcast, you might be interested in my books. Uh, my first book, Lean Hospitals. My second book, Healthcare Kaizen, co-authored with Joe Schwartz, Practicing Lean, an anthology of stories from a number of authors, and my most recent book, Measures of Success. To learn more and to buy through Amazon, you can uh, support this podcast by going to leanblog.org slash Amazon. Hi, this is Mark Rabin. I'm really honored that the 32nd Annual Shingo Conference has invited me to teach a half-day workshop on topics from my most recent book, Measures of Success, React Less, Lead Better, Improve More. The conference is April 16th and 17th in Orlando. My workshop will be Friday morning the 17th. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to leanblog.org slash shingo2020.